Today is Monday, August 15th, 2022, and the FBI seized privileged Trump record during raids. Senate Republicans promised investigation of Mar-a-Lago raid, and the FBI search warrant contains a chilling passage that truly reveals what this is all about, ladies and gentlemen. The yarn is unraveling, and we will cover it all on this show, along with special guest Anthony Sabatini, running for Congress, who says we must defund the FBI. Get ready. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. This is the modern day version of Watergate. Except the only difference is it wasn't political operatives breaking in to their opponent's headquarters. It was the FBI and DOJ busting in to the home of their political opponents. And if the facts play out the way we think, then um, a lot of people are going to be held accountable, just like they were rightfully so for their violations along Watergate at the highest levels of government. And I think that uh, people will criticize that analogy, but I can't think of a better way to encapsulate it for the American public because that's one they can all relate to. And it was egregious then. It's a gross violation of the law by the highest levels of the Department of Justice, the FBI, and the White House. The first bombshell story from today, the FBI seized privileged information from Trump records. DOJ is now opposing an independent review according to sources. This is a huge issue for the FBI. Attorney-client privilege is something that has been upheld time and time and time and time again by the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court, in so many different hearings and rulings, has said that this is a part of common American law. This is common law, that the correspondence between an attorney and their client is something that cannot be violated. This is a huge issue according to inside sources in the Trump camp when the FBI went in and rushed in and just grabbed every document they could, took every box that they possibly could from Mar-a-Lago with reckless abandon going through Melania Trump's boudoir. If you see Merrick Garland wearing a fabulous hat and a beautiful glistening evening gown during his next press conference, you'll know where he got him. Ladies and gentlemen, the FBI cracked open safes kicked open doors, and acted like complete animals inside of Mar-a-Lago. Donald Trump has the tapes. We've had a number of conversations with people inside the Trump orbit. Some of their last names are actually Trump over the weekend, and we have a bombshell week for you and a lot to get to. But the biggest thing that you must know is that the Trumps have the tapes. They were able to watch, and they were able to see live from Trump Tower inside of New York as the FBI barged through into Mar-a-Lago and then were ripping apart Donald Trump's office. In fact, the warrant, which we'll put up for you in just a moment, holds within it a secret for what this is actually about. It is a chilling secret that was discovered by one of our favorite reporters online, Kyle Becker, a reason, a reason and rationale for all of this. It actually becomes perfectly clear when you actually look at the legal language of the warrant itself. Let's read the article, this bombshell stuff from Fox News saying that the FBI violated Donald Trump's attorney-client privileges by grabbing all this paperwork that was between Trump and his lawyers. 
And it all makes sense when you understand why it happens. The FBI sees boxes containing records covered by attorney-client client privilege, potentially exclusive privilege documents during its raid of former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago home, sources familiar to the investigation told Fox News. Adding that the Justice Department is now opposed to Trump's lawyer's request for an independent special master to review the records. Sources familiar with the investigation told Fox News that the former President Trump's team was informed that boxes labeled A14, A26, A43, A13, A33, and a set of old documents seen on the final pages of the FBI's property receipt contained information covered by attorney-client privilege. Here's how warrant works. A governing body, a law enforcement entity, the FBI, your local sheriff's department, whoever, goes to a judge, a magistrate. They present the case for a warrant to violate your civil rights. This is why a judge needs to sign off, because you have a Fourth Amendment right against search and seizure. A judge must say, okay, this person is clearly doing some criminal act, or you have a really good case that they're doing criminal act, and it must be stopped. Therefore, we will give you this warrant, and then you must report back. This is what's so important about our system. You have to report back what you found, what you took, what evidence you had. There has to be a paper trail for what you've done. I've signed off. I've given you the ability to storm into this person's house of residence, destroy his first, fourth, and fifth amendment rights against search and seizure. So we've just violated their constitutional rights. You better have a damn good reason to do it. The FBI reported what they took back to the judge, so they have to do that. They have to tell the judge what they what they essentially seized from Donald Trump. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Sources inside of Trump's team told the FBI that the records were covered by attorney-client privilege, meaning they stole documents from Trump between him and his lawyers, him and White House counsel, him and his election attorneys, him and his private attorneys right now. Who were in those boxes? What was in those boxes? Well, how many lawyers are around Donald Trump? Let me tell you something. The entire executive office is essentially lawyers. Donald Trump interacted with so many lawyers in his time as president, so many of these documents would be covered by that longstanding Supreme Court-supported attorney-client privilege. The FBI's case is looking weaker and weaker as they steal more and more with reckless abandon from Donald Trump, and we know why they did it. We'll get to that in a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, they said that certain sensitive forms and advice from counsel and advice from Donald Trump's lawyers and senior advisors were within these documents. They have violated Donald Trump's rights. Sources told Fox News that due to the attorney-client privilege, Trump's team asked the Department of Justice for their opportunity and advance of a third-party independent special master to review these records. You can ask for this. Our friend James O'Keefe at Project Veritas is actually doing this right now as it pertains to records with the New York Times. James O'Keefe is suing New York Times, and they have a special master to overlook the documents because the New York Times has been leaking these documents to the FBI, and James O'Keefe was raided by the FBI. We don't talk about that enough, but this is exactly what we talk about when we say it's Biden's Gestapo. It's regime Gestapo. The New York Times works in concert with the police state in order to raid our friend James O'Keefe, and they've done the same thing now with Donald Trump. Now, James was granted a special master. What that means is somebody that is outside both organizations, that is a legal guardian of all these documents, and is able to review and is able to adjudicate them. So the FBI is saying, no, we don't want that. Well, why would they say such a thing? 
because, ladies and gentlemen, they want to be able to control the narrative. Donald Trump went on Truth Social and demanded that the documents be returned to Mar-a-Lago. He said, oh, great. It, we've just learned that the FBI, now famous for its raid on Mar-a-Lago, took boxes of privileged material and also executive privileged material, which they knowingly should not have taken. By copy of this truth, probably the first time a president in history has demanded that the FBI do something, by copy of this truth, I request that these documents be immediately returned to me. Thank you, Donald Trump says. Let's say you're walking down the street and you see Paul Pelosi wobbling and wandering out of a bar and he offers to give you a ride home. Would you get in his car? Let's say Hunter Biden offered to take your laptop to the repair shop. Would you let him? Of course not, because you're a smart person. So why would you let Hunter Biden's father and Paul Pelosi's wife, Nancy and Joe, run your bank account? Of course you wouldn't. Why are you trusting these people to manage your money? They are doing a horrific job of it, and you can see the signs of that all around the country. Inflation is going insane. Inflation is real. The real CPI is at another 40-year high. The recession is real. They're lying to you. There is a recession, and if your money is tied up in the U.S. dollar, then you are messing with fire. You are getting inside of that passenger seat with Paul Pelosi at the wheel slurring his words. It's critical for you to take a hard look right now at your family's value, income, and savings and say, wait a second, it's time to diversify. Gold and silver is what I suggest through my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898 to get a free information kit on how to diversify your savings with precious metals. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and countless five-star reviews. I myself have used Birch Gold and I now have some of my savings diversified into actual, literal, physical gold that I can hold in my hand and it is a wonderful feeling, ladies and gentlemen. Text Benny to 989898 to get a Birch Gold Info Kit today and start learning about real value. According to the property receipt reviewed before its release, Fox News and FBI agents took 20 boxes of items from the premises, including one set of documents marked various classified top secret and secret documents which refers to top secret and sensitive information. Trump is disputing the classification, saying the records had been declassified. The government conducted the search in response to what it believes is a violation of the Espionage Act, which is going to be absolutely and utterly eviscerated, and we will do that in this show. We will show you precisely why this isn't the case and talk to the real, true experts on this which are people who've worked inside of the executive branch. Mark Levin, Cash Patel, Mike Davis, and so on. The matter of fact remains that the power of the executive is where classification comes from. Everyone works for the executive. The executive is voted for by the people. The executive is where the power emanates from. The president taking a document out of the White House de facto means it is a declassified document. Ladies and gentlemen, the Supreme Court is going to have a heyday with this court. This is going to be, this case is going to be a seminal case before the Supreme Court, mark my words, by the time it's done, and Donald Trump is going to skate on this thing. You're going to get nine justices saying this guy is innocent because the Constitution says these things. The Constitution enumerates these powers to the executive branch. The Constitution does not say anything about the FBI. It says nothing about the DOJ. The, the Constitution says nothing about the National Archives and with the courts. 
Fox News' Sean Duffy knew exactly this and said so in a scorched earth moment on Fox News this weekend. Check it out. My takeaway is, Pete, that they actually got what they were looking for. The, the FBI was going in looking for uh, documents that were covered by executive privilege. They were looking for documents that were covered by attorney-client privilege. How else were they going to get them but for this raid? And you and you and the team this morning have been talking about this is so unprecedented. But actually, this is the precedence, Pete. You have an, an FBI and a DOJ that lied to a FISA court that surveilled uh, 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 a, a president-elect at, uh, at, uh, at Trump Tower. They leaked documents. Documents, uh, fake documents about the Russia collusion story. Democrats impeached him twice. So what's happening here is I think Democrats are seeing that you have polling solidifying. Democrats are going to lose the House. They only have a couple more months left on January 6th. They need some gusto in this hearing. And so they're partnering with the FBI to go, listen, we need more. So go get documents that couldn't be accessed any other way but for doing a search warrant. And let's do it under the auspices that Donald Trump took um, secret documents and are holding them at Mar-a-Lago, but really what we want is the documents that you're talking about all morning, the, more, the documents that are covered by executive privilege yeah. and attorney-client privilege. That's how we're going to get them. That's what, that's what this is all about. The, the, the question is the answer. So that is Sean, uh, Sean Duffy. He's a member of Congress. He is there saying and stating that the point of this raid, and we now have definitive proof, the point of this raid is to go on a fishing expedition, which is what you would call it in law enforcement, where you just smash and grab. You don't have any evidence of a crime, so you commit a crime in search of evidence. They go in, they take everything they can, and they hope to find the evidence that Donald Trump did something illegal. That's what's going on here, and if you read the warrant closely, you'll see the extreme lawlessness of this moment, and you'll see that that's precisely what they were after. Sean Duffy said it perfectly there. He was a member of Congress. Sean Duffy is now a Fox News contributor. He knows exactly how these operations work. He had oversight for the FBI. And the people who are affected the very most by this, the Trump family, also sounded off on the political persecution of the family, Laura Trump, on Fox News, saying this this weekend. What happened on Monday truly changed, I think, the way a lot of people see this country, the way they see our Department of Justice, the way they see our entire country functioning, because this was unprecedented. Everyone has said that. Um, the fact that you had cooperation in full by my, my father-in-law's law team, um, the fact that they were given everything on the FBI side that they had been asked to, you know, they, they wanted, they were given, there was cooperation, everything was fine. All of a sudden, you raid a former president's home. I think it makes people feel very insecure about where we are in America right now. They see this and they say, man, if this can happen to Donald Trump, think about what they could do to me. Um, and unfortunately, I think it's left people feeling very upset right now. And man, are they ready to get out and vote? They're ready to vote in the midterm elections and they are ready for 2024 to roll around because we can't function in a civilized society when you see things like this happen. And it is very clear to anyone paying attention that this is a fully politicized situation, that this is all about preventing a guy who the establishment and the swamp in Washington, D.C. has hated from the very beginning from ever getting another shot at the White House. That's what it's all been about from the beginning. Laura Trump making the point there that this is political and that it is animating the base. 
Let us know in the comment section, are you more animated to vote in 2022? Do you feel like more is on the line as you watch this story unfold? And will you get out and support your congressional candidates who want to provide oversight for the FBI and the DOJ? It goes only one direction, and there's only one direction we're going to go here in the state of Florida, and that is with candidates who are America first and who want oversights of these organizations who are behaving criminally. One of the candidates who is absolutely tearing the way forward through the forest for the Republican Party on this issue is Anthony Sabatini. He is running for Congress in Florida's, uh, around Orlando. Anthony Sabatini joins us now. I appreciate you being on the program. The reason that I wanted you to speak with the people today is because you are one of the candidates who is out front saying we must, we must have oversight for the FBI. We will not have a free country if we do not. Can you please expand on that and what you intend on doing when you are in Congress? Sure. Well, I think every single candidate and elected official in the GOP right now needs to go on record pledging to defund these lawless agencies. Now, we keep hearing a lot about hearings. Hearings are great. We got to have hearings. After we defund the DOJ and the FBI, we need to cut down the tyranny by limiting their actual financial sources. And then we hold the hearings and say, okay, if there are some interstate crimes that we want federal law enforcement agencies to be in charge of, which generally there isn't because we think states can come up with interstate compacts and handle most of what the FBI does with political accountability, which they lack. Uh, then we can have those hearings. But first, we need to stop funding them. We are funding the tyranny and destruction that we see before our very eyes. And so I've tweeted this out. It kind of made the rounds. Uh, I'm, I'm a state elected official, but I'm also running for Congress. So here at the state level, what we need to do is cut all ties with DOJ. Red Republican states need to cut all ties with them, stop working with them. Our police chiefs, our sheriffs, our cities, our counties, all of them cut ties with them. Don't work with them anymore. No more agreements. And then at the federal level, defund them. It's a two-part strategy, and we need to be committed to it. Anybody that's not is working against us. You're making quite a few waves by saying this. Are you hearing from people inside the Republican Party, elected officials or otherwise? Uh, how is this taking? Well, I tell you right now, the base, the people themselves want to see something done. They don't want to just uh, done. They don't want to hear somebody just say, oh, we're going to do hearings and we're going to look at this in about five months. We'll take a peek at it and, you know, look at the search warrant and try to figure out what was going on here. We need a pledge to de shut these guys down, defund them, stop the tyranny. They're trying to arrest Donald Trump. They're trying to charge him with false crimes like you very, uh, uh, very well said in your monologue a few minutes ago. This is something that they're committed to doing. And the question for Republicans is, are you going to fight back or are you just going to wait for them to conduct whatever illegal activity they want to do and then follow up with a hearing. I mean, this is this is pathetic. With the Republican Party needs to be much more committed to action and uh, the line in the sand needs to be drawn. It's only going to get worse from here if we don't commit to shutting down these agencies right now. So you are, again, like rustling a lot of a lot of feathers by saying this, but I believe the American people are on your side. Nobody wants to live inside of a police state. Nobody wants to live inside of a third world uh, oligarchy where the police can just kick in your door for no reason. They can sabotage your political opponents. They can throw them in jail. And you're seeing all the likes. The regime media is very upset at you for saying this. You had this interaction with CNN earlier last week. We thought we'd play it and get your reaction. In Florida... 
How's it going? Ultra MAGA Republican, Florida State Representative Anthony Sabatini is trying to take right-wing outrage one step further. If it was up to me, I would totally defund the FBI. I'm Anthony Sabatini. He's running for Congress in Florida's 7th District and has been making the rounds on far-right media after writing a tweet saying sever all ties with DOJ immediately and any FBI agent conducting law enforcement functions outside the purview of our state should be arrested upon sight. Common sense. Because... Well, because uh, what they're doing is unlawful. It's time to actually start protecting the rights of Floridians under the 10th Amendment and push back against a lawless federal government. Right now, today, in Florida, FBI agents are chasing down bank robbers, okay, organized yeah. criminals, <laughs> yeah. attacking cyber crime in this state, gotcha. helping local law enforcement. Yeah. You yeah, don't think so there's it's an any value in that? It's an illogical argument. The FBI, at this point, is totally useless. We need to defund it and you let no red idea. states what the value of the FBI is. Yes, I do. <laughs> is a former president just above the law no matter what? The FBI is not above the law. If I'm saying they followed the law, which they did, mm -hmm. to enter into that home, should that just not be allowed? The president, the former president, is above the law. He's a political target. He's being harassed by a lawless rogue agency. Okay, so, so, so Anthony, listen, that, that was... Very based. <laughs> you can see how the regime media works. I love that clip. We played it like four times on the show. <laughs> you can see how the regime media works, how the reporter doesn't ask you questions and like let the audience decide. The re reporter is vertically integrated into the apparatus in order to attack you. You're exactly right. It was actually a 12-minute clip. They clipped it down to two minutes. To tr they always try to edit against you, as you know. And yet somehow, I think my viewpoint was actually pretty accurately displayed there. They were so appalled by it, they wanted to give it its full hearing. But the truth is, I thought, you know, getting the points in there was really important. They actually left them in there. I was shocked. So, no, I mean, listen, they're, they're blown away by the very common sense and widely held opinion that the FBI has lost its way. It's become a lawless partisan agency. And that the truth of the matter is, state attorney generals and local and state law enforcement, especially through interstate compacts, can do everything that they do better and with pure political accountability at the state level, we do not need a giant FBI. I mean, it was it was created early on, sort of pre pre mass technology, mass communication to handle certain interstate crimes. They they no longer do that. They're not interested in uh, human trafficking and and drug interdiction at the border. That's not their uh, uh, focus. Their focus now is haunting school board uh, uh, parents at school board meetings and coming after the chief domestic opponent of Joe Biden. So they need reform, they need defunding, and we need to focus on state and local law enforcement. Something that won't surprise you at all is that I am addicted to my cell phone. Why? Well, because I run a digital news company, and at The Benny Show, we have 10 employees, and they need to be online, and their service needs to work, and we need to make a profit to keep in business. So I have got to be balancing my budget as well. So how do you stay online and balance a budget, especially in these tight economic times? Use Pure Talk. We use Pure Talk at The Benny Show. It is the official sponsor of The Benny Show, and their service is incredible. It is the most reliable 5G network in America, and for just 30 bucks, you can get talk, text, and data 
on America's Best Network. And with the code Benny, you get 50% off your first month. Most families save around 75 bucks by switching over to Pure Talk. That's like a tank of gas. And who couldn't use an extra tank of gas in Joe Biden's America? So go over to puretalkusa.com and use the code Benny to get 50% off your new cell service today. And if you need one more reason to do it, you provide American jobs by doing this. Pure Talk is run by a United States military veteran, is their CEO. Man, they want America to win and you will win if you switch to Pure Talk today. Use the code Benny to get 50% off. Did you, I mean, I don't want to dwell on that clip, but I just couldn't believe it. The reporter there for, see, I have no idea who that guy is, but the guy's going, he's telling you to your face, you have no idea what the FBI does. This is the same dude who was wearing like a defund the police shirt, probably crying in the street, right? Kneeling to BLM. The same guy is sitting there standing for federal police overreach. That's exactly right. This same journalist, Drew Griffin, he's one of their travel reporters was probably one of the biggest hype guys for the uh, lawless riots of 2020 where they burned down parts of 200 American cities. Now he's turning around, proudly heralding the FBI. Let's be honest, the left and the left media, which as you pointed out earlier, is really the same thing. Um, They're vertically integrated, is only interested in power. And pragmatically, they will defend the FBI. They'll defend anything that historically they were usually uh, skeptical of or opposed to if it furthers their power. And they see the FBI now as an ally because it's so infatuated with catching Donald Trump for six or seven years now. They've done nothing but think about how can we get Donald Trump on something, even if we have to break the law to do it. And so the Democrats very wisely see them as an ally. And you saw that with this guy's opinion a moment ago. I have a la- I have a final question for you. Uh, sure. Uh, and, uh, as it pertains to local governance and as it pertains to us here in Florida, this happened in Florida. It feels violative in Florida because we champion ourselves as such a land of the free. And it feels like you are really like creating a red kingdom down here. Things are going really right. And it felt very violative of a person living in Florida because we had this situation uh, uh, that seems so out of control happening at Mar-a-Lago. Um, what is it that local people can do in their communities to best fight these types of overreaches and not feel this type of violation from federal authorities? Well, what I tell folks is, listen, in a republic, you know, in a Republican form of government, you got to get, you got to hold these leaders accountable. There's a lot of Republicans messaging right now on, oh, we're, you know, we're going to look at hearings, we're going to find out what they did. But what are they actually going to do in response to that? You know, impeaching Merrick Garland is, the, for me, the floor. That's the bare minimum we should do. We should be drastically cutting and reforming these lawless administrative state agencies that are no longer accountable to the American people. The only people they're accountable to are their, uh, the left-wing elites of this country. And so what can the state of Florida do? You know, what, what can citizens do? They can make the state of Florida stand up, and they, and they can make the state of Florida do two things. There's basically two options on the table. One option is very easy. I think it's overdue. We should be doing it immediately. That's severing ties with the DOJ. Once again, a lot of what we can do on the right is actually take a uh, lesson from the left's playbook. When the left was mad about Trump's strong immigration policies, they cut ties with ICE. They cut ties with Border Patrol. They said, we're no longer going to deal with federal agencies and we're going to have sanctuary cities and counties. Well, guess what? The right can look at what the federal agencies are doing and cut ties also. We should no longer be communicating. Uh, uh, agree to task forces or do anything uh, in conformity with federal 
lawless law, so-called law enforcement agencies. That needs to happen immediately. That's the easy step. The bigger step is embracing the 10th Amendment again and actually using the National Guard protect Mar-a-Lago, protect us and secure the rights of Floridians and say, no, we're not going to let federal agents come in here and use lawless warrants, fake warrants to try to harass Floridians, in this case, Donald Trump. That's a much bigger step, but I got to tell you, I don't see the situation getting better from here. And so it's time to start treating these federal agents as trespassers, if you agree, if you, if you think you want to fix the situation. So that means calling an emergency special session, passing a new statute that declares these federal acts illegal and treating them as trespassers. Two very serious things we need to be considering at the state level. Man, there you go. You are a state representative right now running for Congress. Where can people follow your campaign and your race? The, I'm on every social media platform at Anthony Sabatini, every single social media platform out there. And of course, my website is sabatiniforcongress.com. Check it out. All right. All right. Godspeed, Godspeed. And primary's coming up in a, in a week, right? So One week. We Thanks, Benny. It's going to get real. Thank you for being on the program. The FBI will not be exonerating themselves in front of Chuck Grassley, not just because Chuck Grassley was my senator when I was living in Iowa and I have a lot of respect for the dude. Uh, I am telling you this because Chuck Grassley is not someone to be trifled with. We call them the old bulls in the Senate. The old bulls are the people who can actually get stuff done. There are a lot of people who chirp and talk. It is Chuck Grassley who's been there for, I think, like 40 years in the Senate. He knows the levers of power. And when Chuck Grassley is in charge of the judiciary, you can really get things done. You can really have proper oversight. And so Chuck Grassley making these kind of threats, the FBI and the DOJ, is not taken lightly, trust me. In fact, most revelations that have pertained to the federal level uh, uh, criminality of Hunter Biden and his laptop and the discoveries have come from Ron Johnson and Chuck Grassley in the Senate. Two total patriots. And so when Chuck Grassley is saying this on Fox News, be careful. You have been warned. Preserve your documents. Get ready. It's going down. Here's Chuck Grassley going flames on on Fox this weekend. All right. Uh, meanwhile, let's go out to uh, let's go out to Iowa, where Senator Chuck Grassley, the ranking member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, uh, is joining us now. Senator, up for re-election. Uh, Senator, first off, when you look at this raid, the one thing I, I didn't think was going to happen so early was it seems like every Republican is on the same page, even Mitch McConnell saying we need answers to why this raid took place, not sources or or uh, ideas about what they, they were looking for, the FBI was looking for. What questions do you have? Uh, the people of Iowa are outraged at what's happening here, particularly the double standard between negotiating with Hillary Clinton on her servers and emails, and we know they were compromised for national security, but they negotiated with her and they raid the president. And I talked to uh, two days ago to the FBI director about it, and I didn't get any satisfactory answers. And, uh, and we need to have some trust in the FBI. You know how I pointed out political bias, uh, start, starting a, uh, a, a 
Trump uh, investigation and stopping a Hunter Biden investigation by the special agent in charge that had political bias against Republicans. And this is just another example of that. And so the question I have is when are they going to tell the American people exactly why they did it and what they uh, and 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 why they did it raiding right. it as opposed to uh, what they did negotiating well, with did, Hillary did Chris Clinton. Ray know about it did Chris Ray tell you yeah, he knew about he the raid I did not get that answer from him I said uh, I I basically said this when are we going to know why it's going to be uh, why it was done and mm -hmm. how it was done and what and you get the usual answer under both Republican and Democrat administrations we don't talk about an ongoing investigation sure. well in this case where it's so historically wrong to raid an ex-president's office uh, that's never been done before I think we d deserve uh, answers at the highest level of government and that's at least at, at Garland's level Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. As somebody who knows Chuck Grassley well, as somebody who in interned for Chuck Grassley, when that is, that is Chuck Grassley angry and pissed. Chuck Grassley is an old grandfatherly, kindly Christian farmer who is famous for tying all of his lawnmowers together so that he mows bigger sections of his lawn. He actually has a commercial on this. So he uses uh, like like pulleys to tie all of his lawnmowers together. He's just your classic old grandfather. That is Chuck Grassley pissed. And Chuck Grassley was head of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Chuck Grassley has the right and authority inside of a GOP-controlled Senate to make life a living hell for Joe Biden. And so you should not piss this man off. Chuck Grassley talking to Breitbart.com this weekend saying, look at the larger context. The FBI has a long period of a double standard. You can go back to the Steele dossier, Chuck Grassley told Breitbart.com. The Iowa senator, senator sent a list of questions to FBI Director Chris Wray demanding answers regarding the raid, specifically asking for answers in the distinction that he draws out concerning the FBI's handling of investigations of Clinton versus Trump, which of course is the Grand Canyon style chasm between the two of them. Working and cooperating with the relevant government agencies, Chuck Grassley says, if I'm in the majority and I'm chairman of the Judiciary Committee, we will pursue hearings for the FBI and we will get to the bottom of this. Chuck Grassley, an old bull and a man of his word, of course y'all know that things are getting worse for the FBI as they begin to behave in criminality, as they begin to behave in a manner that is lawless as they begin to push the limits of their authority and then politically attack a former president inside of his home, you are going to get leakers. You're going to get people who break. And that's starting to happen. Jim Jordan dropped a bombshell this weekend saying he has 41 FBI whistleblowers that are ready to expose Everything that the FBI is up to, this shocked us when we heard it. This should be much bigger news. Jim Jordan saying that when you get Republicans back in charge, it is going to be payday for the FBI. Listen to this inc incredible allegation that 41 whistleblowers have come forward to work with Republicans in order to stop the corruption and the rot inside of this agency. Go. I understand the template here. The template never changes with these guys. It's the left creates a lie. 
big media, mainstream press reports the lie, big tech amplifies the lie, and then when we try to tell the truth, they call us names and try to cancel us and tell us and tell the world that, oh, we're the ones not, not being square with them. So the country, though, the good news is they figured it out, and I'll tell you who else has figured it out, Trey. And you and John, with your background in law enforcement, appreciate this. Fourteen FBI agents have come to our office as whistleblowers, and they are good people. There are lots of good people in the FBI. It's the top that's the problem. But the, some of these good agents are coming to us telling us this is baloney what's going on, the political nature now of the Justice Department. God bless them for doing it, coming and talking to us about the school board issue, about a whole host of issues. I mean, it's becoming a well-worn trail of agents who say this has got to stop. And thank goodness for them, and thank goodness that the American people recognizes it, and I believe they're going to make a big change on November 8th. Four, four, sorry, and I've, my team is correcting me. 14 whistleblowers, not 41, 14. Benny Math there, don't let me do your taxes, especially with the new 87,000 uh, IRS agents that the Democrats have now funded. No border wall, by the way. $80 billion to the IRS, but they can't find $5 billion for the border wall. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. 14 whistleblowers ready to expose the FBI. If you think the story's going away, I got another thing coming for you. We had Marjorie Taylor Greene on on Friday. She just dropped articles of impeachment against the FBI and the DOJ against Merrick Garland. Specifically, this is going to gain steam. She has a bunch of co-signers that have signed on, and now you're beginning to learn exactly why they raided Donald Trump's home. This is the actual criminality. This is why, up at the very top of the show, we played you Cash Patel, a friend of the program, saying, yo, what is this all about? This is Watergate. This is Watergate 2.0. They are using this as a predicate. They're breaking into a political rival's house and the entire rotted disease temple is going to come crashing down. And we know that if we look at the search warrant, if you look closely at the search warrant, you will find a chilling passage that reveals what it's really about. And we thank Kyle Becker at Becker News for this article that really lays it all out. Let's dive in here, ladies and gentlemen, because we got the search warrant on Friday. It took us the weekend to really parse through it. It's a multi-page document. It'll be scrolling on your screen here, and we want to show you some important sections of the search warrant so that you are knowledgeable about what this was really, truly about. The FBI search warrant has now been made available to the public. It shows that Donald Trump was uh, uh, under investigation for potential obstruction of justice and violation of the Espionage Act. Okay, very interesting. A chilling passage confirms without a doubt that the FBI was actually not there in order to seize a document or some nuclear code as code as they leaked to the media. Remember Newsweek last week? Newsweek had to change their tune like four or five different times saying, hey, listen, it, Merrick Garland had nothing to do with this. Oh, wait, Merrick Garland did. Merrick Garland comes out, says he signs off on this search warrant himself. And then Merrick Garland says something that will get him impeached. Get ready. What he said was he signed off on a search warrant that is narrow in scope. What a search warrant like that would reveal is that they were looking for like a classified document. Hey, in the craziness of the end of the administration, there was a there was a uh, state secret that wound up in Trump's box and Trump has to give it back. Okay, I think almost anyone would say that of the billions of documents that poured through the White House, maybe one gets missing. Who knows? Who knows? Merrick Garland lied to you. Here is the lie. Under attachment B, the FBI raid document, Garland said that he could literally seize 
any Trump record that was seen by his agents. They could read and capture any created document inside of the four years of Donald Trump's presidency. Any document and or presidential record created between January 20, 2017 and January 20, 2021. That is the term of four years inside of Donald Trump's presidency. This is the lie, the big lie. This is what they're trying to sell you, that this was a narrow search for some nuclear code. That's the big lie. This was a fishing expedition in order to grab every single record that Trump ever had, including, but not limited to, every record he had with his lawyers. Remember, they seized confidential and privileged information in these boxes. They violated Donald Trump's constitutional rights for undue process, search, and seizure, first, fourth, fifth amendment rights. It was a fishing expedition. This was them attempting to get evidence in pursuit of a crime and not crime in pursuit of evidence, ladies and gentlemen. This is the big lie. This is the gambit. Cash Patel, of course, a friend of the program, knows this damn well and said so on Fox News. This is all about the FBI attempting to gather in a panic, in desperation, as much information as they possibly can from Donald Trump. They have one chance to go in and take everything. And that's what they did. Cash Patel, go. Can you take us through the process where these documents were declassified by this president? Yeah, so the normal process, and I was the deputy, you know, there's multiple occasions, but I think I was serving as deputy director of national intelligence. If we needed to declassify through the normal chain of command for lower-level employees, we'd have to go through a rigorous process to do that procedurally. But the president of the United States is and always been the ultimate unilateral classification authority to classify and declassify. If he says something is declassified, that's it. Then it's declassified. He issued a strong statement in October 2020 declassifying all Russiagate and all Hillary Clinton documents, and that's up on, you know, publicly available. And then at the end of his administration in December and January, he felt so much more information needed to be classified. He declassified whole sets of documents that should have come out. Now, the GSA has since come out, the Government Service Administration, said they mistakenly packed some boxes and moved them to Mar-a-Lago. That's not on the president. That's on the National Archives to sort that material out. They cannot prosecute him for intentionally, even if it was classified, which is highly unlikely to be issued these sweeping orders, um, like we went through with the Hillary Clinton saga, um, they'll never they'll never meet the burden of intent because the president didn't pack it up and take it himself. The GSA has said they did it and they made a mistake, and uh, that should have been really the end of it. It should have been a cordial subpoena where, at most, where they said, okay, we just need this and we'll get the rest back to you. I mean, President Obama and President Clinton still have classified materials in their possession in their homes that they have not released to this day per the National Archives. So here we are, ladies and gentlemen, the real lawfare. What gets them impeached? What brings down the Biden regime? It's this. The foremost legal experts of our time, Mike Davis, a man who has ushered on three appointees from Donald Trump to the Supreme Court. Mike Davis, one of the brightest legal minds, I think, currently working in Washington, D.C., had this to say, and by the way, Mike Davis will be joining the program tomorrow to talk about the impeachment of Merrick Garland over this. Mike Davis points this out. Again, the classification statutes regarding do not apply to the President of the United States. He is the inherent constitutional power as Commander-in-Chief to classify and declassify 
anything he wants in any manner he wants. The Supreme Court reaffirmed this in 1987. The relevant case is Department of Navy versus Egan. The Supreme Court writes in this ruling, the president, after all, is the commander in chief of the army and the Navy and the United States. The Article 2 this is his authority to classify and control all information bearing to national security and to determine whether the individual is sufficiently trustworthy to occupy the position of the executive branch that will give the person access to such information that flows primarily from the constitutional investment in power president and exists quite apart from any explicit congressional grant. The authority to protect such information falls on the president as head of the executive branch and commander in chief. It's why this is going to be a cakewalk for Donald Trump when it goes to the Supreme Court. You can see it there on your screen right now. The Supreme Court has already ruled on this. And what Merrick Garland has is simply an ax to grind. The reason that Merrick Garland isn't on this Supreme Court, the reason that Merrick Garland missed the opportunity he's been waiting for his entire life to get on that court is because of Donald Trump. If Hillary Clinton had won in 2016, you'd have five Merrick Garlands on the court You'd probably has, have Rosie O'Donnell serving on the Supreme Court right now with Joy Behar. Ladies and gentlemen, Whoopi Goldberg would be putting on black robes and going in every day to smash her gavel and yell. It's so truly venomous. It's vile what these people have done. This is just a political persecution of Donald Trump, and everyone knows it. Ladies and gentlemen, the best mind on all of this, I think living, Cash Patel is incredible. Mike Davis is incredible. That the man with the most wisdom is Mark Levin. Mark Levin truly struck out at the point of the issue on his show last night. And we debated about this clip, what to put in from his show, because it was great. But this was without question and bar none. The best monologue we've heard Levin give. Remember, he was the attorney general's chief of staff. So this is the guy making all the shots, calling all the shots during the Reagan administration for the attorney general, the highest law enforcement office in the land. I don't think anybody has a right to truly dissect what is happening better than Mark Levin. And this is what he had to say in 60 seconds, nails this moment and why people are probably going to jail because of it. And we could go on and on and on with the propaganda that we're told that we must comply with and regurgitate. That's what's going on. What took place at Mar-a-Lago, let me be very, very clear, is a message being sent to all Americans that the ruling class is in revolt, that they need to take down Trump, two phony impeachments, a phony criminal investigation, a phony investigation in Albany, New York, a phony investigation in Fulton County, Georgia, a January 6th unconstitutional committee, a U.S. attorney with ties to Obama, completely rogue and out of control, that's what's going on. The ruling class is saying, you will listen to us. We will rule over you. We want conformity. You're not to speak against us. You're not to protest against us. And by God, you're not to vote against us. And if we can crush Donald Trump, we will send a message that we can crush each and every one of you. That's what took place at Mar-a-Lago. If we can crush Donald Trump, we will crush each and every single one of you. He is the one standing in the way. We're really after you. We are the ruling class. You will obey our orders. Summed up perfectly right there. That's what's happening. And what are the American people saying? The same thing we've always said to tyrants, oligarchs, and authoritarians. We're saying get bent. Donald Trump gets a 10-point bump among Republican leaders after Mar-a-Lago raid 
40-point lead over potential primary challengers, according to the Daily Mail. Whoa. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump is coming out of this thing roaring. The polls are in. The American public is now more motivated to vote. Republicans are more motivated to vote. 83% of Republicans said they are now more motivated to vote. They've seen enough. Some of the biggest Democrats in our system, Andrew Cuomo, Andrew Yang, Tulsi Gabbard, people that ran against Donald Trump for president are saying you just handed him 2024 on a silver platter. Meg McCain said if they don't have a good reason to have done this, then we are finished in 2024. Donald Trump will win because you have now made him a martyr. Now the names Julian Assange and Edward Snowden, all of the rest of the people who have been persecuted by the permanent state, Donald Trump is among them forever and all time, and the people will vote of us. We are where the power emanates from in this country, not the permanent class. The people are where the power comes from, and the people are resoundingly saying, Donald Trump now. The poll conducted on Wednesday, August 10th, after the raid on the ex-president's estate, prior to the unsealing of the search warrant, Trump's share of the potential Republican primary voters boosted from 53 to 67%. This combines a six-point dip for his rival, Ron DeSantis. They say this, they say rival. They try to make this a rivalry. Let me tell you on good authority that Ron DeSantis ain't going to run against Donald Trump. Let me tell you, I mean, from pretty much the highest authority you could possibly talk to in that relationship, Ron DeSantis ain't going to run against Donald Trump. By the way, if you want to catch Ron DeSantis and I on the same stage, Youngstown, Ohio, the Midwest, the state of Ohio, we will be there for real, in real life, this coming Friday, ladies and gentlemen. This coming Friday. Here we go. And we have continued polling and support for Donald Trump. Check out what it looked like outside of Mar-a-Lago. Trump supporters rounding the corner in an army. Ladies and gentlemen, it wasn't just in Florida. You saw the increase in Donald Trump's poll. You've seen the people taking to the streets inside of the red state of Florida. Well, of course, people support Donald Trump in Florida, outside of Mar-a-Lago. Jupiter, Florida is where you see all the boat parades. It's where all the happy people, it's where all the Republicans are. It's where Trump's biggest line of supporters are. Where is this footage from? Where would this footage be from? This has got to be inside some red state. Is it Texas? Is it Alabama? This is inside of New York. This is from this weekend. On screen right now, footage from New York. As far as the eye can see, a Trump train of vehicles with Trump flags marching down the street and going, ladies and gentlemen, again, to over the horizon inside of dark blue communist New York state. The poll numbers give a massive boost to Donald Trump, who has close to $200 million on hand for his re-election. Neither man has committed to running in 2024, talking about DeSantis and Trump. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to catch me and Ron DeSantis on stage with J.D. Vance, check us out on stage Friday in Youngstown, Ohio. Ladies and gentlemen, it will be an incredible rally. And this is Ron DeSantis going out for a Unite the Right uh, 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 event with Turning Point Action, right? There was one There was one in Phoenix last night. Carrie Lake, Charlie Kirk, Blake Masters, Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis will be doing events with Trump-endorsed candidates. Don't believe the lies 
that they're going to push out there that DeSantis and Trump hate each other or that DeSantis is fighting Trump. DeSantis has been strong on this issue. DeSantis has come after and come out against this FBI raid, as has people like Christy Nome, as has people like Kevin McCarthy, to their great credit. We had Anthony Sabatini on the show. He wants to be in Congress, and he wants to provide strong oversight. Jim Jordan, Chuck Grassley, Republicans are uniting, and this raid has united Republicans. They realize, and we all realize now suddenly, what we're up against. It's what we've been preaching on this show day and night, night and day. It is the permanent state that is our enemy, the permanent state of unelected officials. I can live under someone like Barack Obama. I don't like it. But Barack Obama, that dude was elected. We ran John McCain. I mean, that's not, that's on us, baby. We ran John McCain. Yo, that's, that's our problem. Ladies and gentlemen, I can live under a system where we have clarity into how that system operates. And it's clear that we just got beat. What we can't live in is a system of hierarchy. The system of hierarchy is what destroys this republic. The reason why we looked at, at our founding as such an enlightened moment is because our founding put the power where it belonged, inside of the hands of the American people. It was the first time in history this has ever happened. And this has never happened before. Power emanated from kings and princes and from churches and from on high. I'm not saying church doesn't have any power, but I'm, what I'm saying is it's different, right? So you're talking about the power of the governed, all right? Church is different. Church is spiritual. That power comes from our Almighty, our Creator, from Jesus Christ, and our Savior. That power is different. And, 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 and the power from the government as founded in America comes from the people, from our will. And all throughout time, the power essentially emanated from an oligarch on high, a principality on high. And that's where all power emanated from, and it has been reversed in the American founding. And that is why this issue is so pernicious. It is why it is so malevolent, because it proves to us once and for all that there is a ruling permanent class that thinks that it can play by its own rules and that it is not accountable to us. And that is why we must vote. And we must vote. And we must do the things that scare that permanent class the most. What are those things? Very simple. Knock doors for your local Republican Party. Go out and run for school board. Go out and run for precinct committeemen. Those are the simple things that you can do that bring fear unto the ruling class because as long as we still live in a free society, we will be able to change things. It really doesn't matter what forces are up against you. In my lifetime, Republicans have won. In my lifetime, well, Reagan was 19... Reagan was 1984 when he won like 49 states. How many states did Reagan win in 1984? Like 49. I think he maybe lost like Minnesota. In our lifetimes, you can have elections like that. The people still rule. We must assert that rule and we must have will to power. We have will to power on this show. It's why we do this show every single morning. We thank you. Absolute record, bombshell, groundbreaking viewership for us on this program last week. Say thank you. God bless you. If you wish to help us out, please like the page. Please subscribe, especially to our podcast on any podcast platform you listen to. That's what really helps us out. Share this program. We are up night and day, day and night, booking guests, bringing you the breaking news. And last week, yo, Marjorie Taylor Greene literally walked off the steps of the Capitol, did a press conference, and hopped on The Benny Show and told you all about impeaching Merrick Garland and what we're going to do. So cool, so fresh, so powerful. Do you like that feeling of power? 
Do you like feeling like the power is back in the hands of the people? I certainly do. That's why we're building a movement here. A movement of people who have their right motivations. God, family, country. That's what we care about on this program, ladies and gentlemen. We're free men and women. We're born that way, and we're going to stay that way. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.